Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. From the WEEI Studios, the home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. It's time for WEEI Late Night with your Friday night host, the Hacksaw, Jim Hackett. Friday night with the Hacksaw is brought to you by Atlantic Power Cleaning. 30 and still getting dirty. AtlanticPowerCleaning.com and by Gould's Distinctive Clothing in Acton. You too can look as sharp as Rob Bradford. Gould'sClothing.com. Now, here's Jim Hackett. All right. Happy Friday night, everybody out there in WEEI Sports Radio Network land. Great to see the great Stanley Stiz Bruno in there. He's taken off. He was working with KJ in the uh, evening shift. And I got Andrew alongside in the producer booth. This is Jim Hackett here Friday night, 10 to midnight. Good to be with you again. And uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. Speaking of Christmas, if you tuned in last week, we started to uh, start our conversation about your Christmas wish lists for your four Boston sports teams. And uh, if you missed it, did a deep dive on what I want for Christmas for the Patriots, for the Red Sox, for the Bruins, and for the Celtics. And we want your input, too. 617-779-7937. What's on your wish list for the New England Patriots, who have three games left in this rather miserable 2022 season? I mean, they could run the table, and I think they'd get out in the first round of the playoffs if they're lucky to make it. I'm not even concerned about 2022 anymore with the New England Patriots. That that fleeting glimpse of potential hope to even get in the playoffs, that disappeared in Vegas. Like a lot of things that disappear in Vegas. Last Sunday, that disappeared in Vegas. And I haven't had a chance to talk about it, but what a train wreck ending to that game. I've been thinking like all week long since it happened. What was worse in my lifetime of watching Boston sports than that debacle, the way that game ended. I mean, Jacoby Myers is such a good player, such a solid player, but literally probably the top bonehead play I've seen in my lifetime. And I was alive for Bucky Dent and Mike Torres throwing that ball to him, and I was alive for my good friend Bill Lee, who has become a friend of mine later in life, who threw the EFIS in 75, and I was alive, unfortunately, <laughs> with Bill Buckner. But just in terms of bonehead plays, I mean, that one is tough to beat. And I feel bad for the kid because... He's a heck of a player. He's a good Patriot. He's everything that I like about uh, a very unlikable team in 2022. But that was unfortunate. But any hopes that you had of watching this team go to the postseason drifted away. So I'm looking forward to 2023 as it relates to the New England Patriots. And, uh, you know, we've got a game tomorrow at 1 o'clock against the Bengals, the defending AFC 
conference champions. And, uh, you know, I love the Pats too much to root against them. I'm not. But what's better for them? Is it better for them to try to eke out a win against the Bengals and keep this fleeting hope, this little tiny glimpse of hope that they can make the postseason alive? Or really is what the Patriots need is some humbling to really get the record straight and to really set themselves straight for 2023. So I talked about my wish list last week with the Patriots, and it hasn't changed. The first one is a strong display of leadership from Robert Kraft. I mean, this year, what, how they came into this year after a really positive draft back in April, very positive draft, feel good about that. Look at the two Jones kids, Jack Jones and Marcus Jones has come along lately, you know, just in the middle of the draft. Pretty darn good. You know, I think they, they've done well the last couple of years in the draft, but to come into this season, into training camp, We've talked about this. Beat this drum for three months on the Friday night shift here, 10 to midnight. To come in with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge running your offense with nothing on their resume saying they should, not, not even that they can, that they should, was just arrogance by Bill. And the season has played out exactly as one would think when you have people that don't know what they're doing running the offense. So, They've really hurt their quarterback, their prime asset, Mac Jones. We've been talking about that for weeks upon weeks upon weeks. But now I just kind of want to wrap that all up and look about and look forward and, and think about what that means moving forward. So how do you get this thing right? To me, on my wish list, number one, is a strong display of leadership from Robert Kraft because Robert Kraft is the steward of your Patriots. He is the owner of the team. He is the final decider, and he obviously is deferential to Bill Belichick in all of the football operation. That is obvious. It's been obvious. But at the end of the day, it is Robert Kraft and he alone, until he passes the torch to his son, Jonathan, that is the ultimate decision maker. And based on what he told all of us, he told all of you out there on March 29th at the NFL winter meetings down in Florida, that the fact that the team at that point in three years had won a playoff game weighs on his mind. It's something he would like to correct. Those words came right out of his mouth. Well, matters are worse now. Now you're fast-forwarding nearly a year. At the end of this year, you had three months, and you are worse off than you were. So how about a strong show of leadership from Robert Kraft? And what does that mean? What do I mean by that? I mean it's a tough conversation to Bill Belichick. That's what I mean by that. Because in the range of outcomes, beyond just a tough conversation for Bill Belichick, is him losing his job. I said it. I don't think he will. I'm not calling for him to lose his job. But it's in the range of outcomes, the way this team is playing, the lack of discipline they have, the uncharacteristic nature of what we saw in terms of their discipline, their hard-nosed play, their clean play. They're controlling their own destiny, not making mistakes, shooting themselves in the foot, getting penalties. That was never what you saw in terms of the Patriots. But it's been clear, clearly an issue this entire year, towards the end of last year, the year before with Cam Newton, mistake-prone, terribly mistake-prone. So lack of discipline, lack of quality lieutenants in key places. Let me, Andrew, let me ask you this. Andrew, the producer, if you're paying attention. Yeah. Where would you rate? I'll tell you where I would rate this first, but where would you rate the position 
of offensive coordinator in terms of the rankings of importance to an NFL team. I put head coach slash quarterback 1A, 1B. Okay, I'd probably I might even say quarterback one. You got to have the quarterback, but you need the coach. You need the head coach to build the infrastructure. We've learned that here. Third, I'd probably say in in this day and age, you need a shutdown corner. You need a shutdown corner. A pass rusher, like an edge rusher. Yeah, I agree with that. A left tackle, and then right under that, if not earlier, is offensive coordinator. And Bill Belichick went into this year with a career, <laughs> a career defensive-minded coach in Matt Patricia and a wildly failed head coach in Matt Patricia and put him in charge of the offense. And you're wondering why you have average at best results. And I wouldn't call it average. The record's average, 7-7, seven and seven, exactly average. Okay? Yep. You're exactly average. But your offense has, has gotten more than two touchdowns twice in one year. It is week 15 of the NFL season. It's an abomination. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you, especially in today's NFL. I think, you know, you hear a lot of the guys talk about calling an offense. It's like you got to have a rhythm to it. You got to have a flow to it. It's like yeah. it's, it's like a it's like a chemistry. Yep. So I might rank it a little higher. Like I might put it like third on my list. Yeah, it's right there. Oh, it's only in the top because five. It's like, there's uh, how many how many high powered offenses do we see in the AFC alone? You know, the Bills and the Chiefs, Cincinnati now, after having, you know, after having a year of going to the Super Bowl and you have, you know, a duo and yeah. Burrow and Chase, that it, it's, you got to have a flow to it. It's a, it's a science. It's an art and a science. The flow, the science is actually the game planning, which the Patriots historically do really well. That's the yeah. science. The art of it is the flow, how, knowing how to sequence these plays. It's like, when, it's like with my kids when they were learning to read when they were really young. They couldn't sequence things correctly. Or when they were learning to count, sequencing is important. Yep. They haven't been able to sequence anything. The only two games where they really sequenced anything, I'd say two games in three quarters, was when, when Zappi was playing. Right, right. You know, for whatever reason, and I, I, I made it in this studio, I, I talked about the lack of protection for Mac Jones, the, the max protection that they had for Bailey Zappi. Um, for the amount of play action that they did, which was 20% higher. They made it easier for him, seemingly. And now, the last several weeks, even towards the end of that soft part of the schedule with the Jets, which is where they won those two games, against the Colts, you know, there was subtle improvement along the way. That was clear. But the whole thing just isn't functioning. It's not, it's not working right. So I want to go back to my wish list. A strong display of leadership from Robert Kraft to call out his coach, to call out his czar of player personnel and Bill Belichick. Say, hey, Bill, that didn't work well. This isn't what I want. I didn't want to take number one draft pick capital and Mac Jones and see his progress retard a year later because he didn't have the right support systems around. So how do we address that? A strong show of leadership. I've been saying for months here on this microphone that the way to address that is to bring in outside eyes. Someone not from the Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick tree. Someone that has a differing view or perspective. Bill Belichick has been in football his entire life. He's been in NFL football for 50 years. He's had wild success. But mostly has done it one way. The Belichick-Parcells way. I would like to get a consigliere here that maybe sees it Andy Reid's way. Kyle Shanahan's way, Mike Shanahan's way. How about someone from Chuck Knowles' tree? You know, we've been everyone within 
sound of my voice across the WEI Sports Radio Network has been screaming for the Patriots to do better at the wide receiver position in the draft. How about getting a scout from the Steelers? They seem to do pretty well with it. Last 20 years, the receivers and the Steelers are pretty good. How about you overpay that guy? A strong display of leadership from Robert Kraft. Have the tough conversations and get some help. Get some help in here. 617-779-7937. So on my wish list for the Pats, a strong display of leadership from owner Robert Kraft and for the coach and the head of player personnel, Bill Belichick. We talked about this last week. And you're going to feel it more tomorrow after, after the Bengals come in here. And I am expecting the Bengals to put a hurting on the Pats. I am. Now, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, the Patriots, oftentimes in the Belichick era, when they fall, they get back up pretty strongly. But the Bengals are peaking and the Patriots are not. Period. End of story. So I think a dose of humility is due for one Bill Belichick. And I hope he accepts it. I hope it's not the petty Bill Belichick that we've seen in the past with Wes Welker with the feet and Malcolm Butler with the benching in the Super Bowl and this and that all along the way and that crazy Monday night game against the Bears that I've been harping about for months at a time, okay? And with Mac Jones' attitude on the sideline, Belichick can be a petty guy. These things can rankle him. And we used to say all the time, he's unemotional. They win a Super Bowl, they cut Lawyer Malloy two years later. He's unemotional. I disagree. I think Bill Belichick has shown a lot of emotion. And it's not the right kind. It's that when something gets out of his, in, under his craw, his dead horse Rolodex is pretty deep. It's pretty deep. So now you're 7-7. Seven and seven. You had an absolute embarrassment and abomination against the Raiders, a game you should have won, a game the Raiders were trying to hand you, by the way. And it's not all on Belichick and Patricia and Judge either. Mac Jones played terribly. And I'm a Mac Jones defender. I'm not a full believer in Mac Jones. As I've said, at his best, I'm about 70% sold, maybe 75 when he's at his absolute best. But I, I think you can't judge him. How do you judge him after this year? How do you judge him? That's the worst part of the whole picture for the Patriots this year. The worst part. Here's the worst part, if you don't know where I'm coming from, is that you know less now than you did before. Because... The whole picture got messed up. You had a beautiful painting, and you threw a cup of coffee right on it, and now we don't know. Looks like it was a nice painting. Looks like it had potential to get some good resale value, but now you don't know. Now you don't know. You're a year behind. So my wish list for the Pats, a strong display of leadership from Kraft, a dose of humility from Belichick. We've got calls lined up. I want your wish list. What's your wish list for the Patriots, for the Red Sox, for the Bruins and the Celtics? And what do you expect in 2023? That's part two of the conversation. What are your expectations for the Patriots offseason? Your expectations for the Red Sox? I'll tease this one. I expect them to finish last in the AL East. <laughs> I, could get, I could get on board with that. I expect them to finish <laughs> last in the AL East, and I expect them to not improve a whole heck of a lot before we get there. That's my expectation for them. And I'll get to my wish list. You want to know my wish list? Here's my wish list. I'll tease it for you. I'd like a time machine. How about a time machine? Turn back the clock. <laughs> Turn it back. To October 2019, let's unhire Haim Bloom and let's undo every move that he did, including the good ones, because if he's not here, he doesn't make those moves. But my dead horse Rolodex is even longer than Belichick's. It's long, especially with the Red Sox. So setting the table for the show, 
Your Christmas wish list for the Patriots, for the Red Sox, for the Bruins, who won tonight, again, by the way, your first place Boston Bruins, the best team in hockey, and it's not close. Loving the Bruins, 27-4-2, 56 points. It's not even Christmas yet. 56 points for your Boston Bruins. Unbelievable. And the Celtics. What's your wish list for the Celtics? I've got a pretty in-depth one for the Celtics, who they've had a tough couple weeks. They were 4-6 and six in their last 10. It felt a lot worse than that, though, didn't it? Felt worse than four and four and six. December dive. Yeah, getting a little worried there for a minute. Yeah, I I'm not worried, but there are things to address. But tonight they snapped a three game losing streak. So good on the Celtics for that. So we've got a lot on the table. We've got Bill in Florida. We've got someone in Fall River lined up. I missed the name. We've got some people lined up. Your calls. What's on your Christmas wish list for your Boston Red Sox, New England Patriots, Boston Bruins, and Boston Celtics? We can take a little look back to Sunday's game. Pats Raiders, which was just a disaster. And what other disasters does it remind you of? Is, is there one I'm forgetting? I remember the Ravens playoff game when they opened the game with a uh, kickoff return for a touchdown. And then Stephen Ridley had that great fumble. Shot out like a cannon straight up in the air. Never seen anything like it. Boy, it was epic. But it wasn't quite as bad as what we saw on Sunday with Jacoby Myers. That was just a really boneheaded play. And I feel bad for the kid because I like him. Maybe the Miami miracle. You know, laterals have not been fun for your New England Patriots. It didn't work out Sunday, and it sure as heck didn't work. Putting Rob Gronkowski back in kick return coverage. Yeah, and he <laughs> fell down. It just wasn't good. But you know, the, but before it got to Gronkowski, everyone remembers and, and focuses on the final thing they see. And you see Gronk out of position. He trips, and the guy runs right by him. But the guy who ran right by him on the last lateral had 30 yards of momentum before he got to Gronk. There was a lot of problems on that lateral before then. But you'd be hard-pressed to find something that was a little bit more embarrassing than what happened on Sunday. And it's too bad because if they win that game, then you're more excited about tomorrow, aren't you? You're more excited. Tomorrow, to me, it's just a game. I'm hoping to get my kids to my mother's house. They can go visit Nana so we can wrap presents and watch the game. That's basically what it's turned into for me. But that doesn't mean I don't want to talk about the Pats. I want to talk about the Pats in the context of what I think might be the most fascinating offseason in the last 20 years for the Patriots, at least the last 20 years. I mean, it's all on the table, guys. Bill Belichick is 20 games away from setting the record. Robert Kraft, on March 29th of this year, said to all of you, we haven't won a playoff game in three years, and I think about that a lot. Well, it's looking like it's going to be four years. And matters are worse for the Patriots. Mac Jones has regressed. Your offense has regressed. You don't have competent coaching on the offensive side of the ball. You don't have a coordinator on either side of the ball. Bill Belichick isn't getting less stubborn as he gets older. It's not how it works, guys. You don't get less stubborn. You get more stubborn. So we need a strong show of leadership from ownership to say, Bill, time to change a little. Time to change a lot, if you ask me. But minimally, time to change a little. So... The Patriots, as they work towards 2023, we can talk Pats Bengals all you want, 617-779-7937. If you want to talk about the game, I'm cool with that. You want to talk about the two division games coming up with Miami and Buffalo, we can talk about that. I'm thinking bigger picture. Regardless if you go 0-3 or 1-2 or 3-0, which I don't think is going to happen. I'm thinking they, they maybe tomorrow can get one, 1-2 one best-case scenario. If they lose, maybe they get one against Miami. One and two best case scenario, which ends up at eight and nine, which is exactly where I had them when I took this show. They're going to be eight and nine, nine and eight if everything breaks right. Everything didn't break right. You saw that on Sunday. Okay. So 
They're a typical 500 team or below. So forget this year. Forget it. If you're going to the game, have fun. I hope you have a great time. It's all about 2023. And what is the conversation that Robert and Jonathan Kraft have with Bill Bel- have with Bill Belichick? You know, what is that conversation? Calls are lined up, 617-779-7937. We're going to trend, take a break, and then back after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We're back to Friday night with the Hacksaw. It's Jim Hackett on WEEI. I love that one. That's a toe tapper. Jim Hackett here, Friday night, late night at Sports Radio WEI. Thanks for joining us. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas to all the callers lined up. Bill in Florida, I, I see you there. We'll get to you soon. What we're talking about here, one day away from Christmas Eve, two days away from Christmas, is your Christmas wish list. What do you want? What do you want for your four Boston sports teams? For the Patriots, what do you want? It's got to be more than a win against the Bengals tomorrow, guys. Think big picture. What do you want with these New England Patriots? I had one caller come up, and uh, he's on hold, and said Bill's doing a good job. Yeah, look it. Bill has done an amazing job. An amazing job since he's been here in New England. Last four, not so good. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. How many good decisions has Bill Belichick made since Brady's left, including after throwing for 505 yards, three touchdowns, and no picks, in Super Bowl 52 and losing, not extending Tom Brady. That was not a good decision. <laughs> and, you know, and that's not hindsight. Y'all knew it at the time. How many great decisions and good decisions has Bill Belichick made the last four years? There's not a lot. So I'm not questioning the genius. I'm not questioning the whole resume of the 20-plus years in New England. The last four years, not so good. So my wish list, a strong display of leadership from Kraft. Say, hey, Bill, might be time to adjust a little bit. I've got some ideas. Let's hear yours, 617-779-7937. Also, wish list for the Red Sox, for the Bruins, the Celtics. I'll give you mine. we got a couple guys who've been holding for a while. I'm going to take Bill in Florida. He's got some thoughts on the Red Sox and the Patriots. Bill, Merry Christmas. Thanks, guys. I, I know it's getting nippy up there, So, um, but it, it is um, – I love I love the show. I love Thank hearing – um, yeah, it's all, all good. So, um yeah, unfortunately, here in Florida, we don't have a lot of um, ice skating going on, and and we have worse TV coverage um, because um, they don't cover uh, ice hockey here, <laughs> pretty much, unless you're a Panther or, or Lightning fan. But even then, it's hard. But anyway, yeah, I hope that you guys do well there. They're the best team in New England from what I hear from my relatives. But back to what I do know, 
as far as your topic yeah. this evening is um, I thought Kraft, as far as leadership, I was watching the video um, when he there was a fan at that Raiders game where um, was getting harassed by uh, yeah. a, um, a you probably saw it. Maybe, I did maybe see you covered it. it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was super freaking cool that Kraft, like, reached out to that guy. And, you know, I, I guess he offered him, you know, seats. And I, I call that leadership, in my opinion. I'll, I'll leave that at that. Um, as far as Belichick, you know, hey, he's had 20 years, but he also had Brady. So that's a whole other conversation, I'm sure. Um, Sox, you know, it seems like they don't keep the necessary players to – want to get three more championships in the next 20 years. So I'm not sure what that's all about. I'll let you handle that. But now I am a huge Celtics fan. That's my, that's my passion. Yeah, and too. it sucks because when, when, when big Rob came back, they were talking about it getting to that next level. They went Oh, and three, they win tonight without him. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, but, it is. Um, I, I just think the shots are cold right now. They're not hitting like they were, but at the same time, you can't continue to think that you're going to hit shots all the time you got to get you know i think tatum on that elbow and and brown those are big dudes i mean they're gonna be tough to yeah you know what i'm saying so but anyway yeah um but merry christmas thank merry you christmas, great bill. show thank you very much thanks for tuning in down in florida we appreciate it bill and good points by bill you kind of touched on all the teams i'll kind of pick up from what he talked about in terms of craft first first point he made robert Kraft is great like that and you know why you know why he's one of us all right. He's a fan. He's one of us. He's a fan first. He's a local guy first, a former Patriots season ticket holder. He had his eye on this prize his whole adult life, and when he could make the move in 93, he made it, and we're all better for it. He's a fan, and he gets it. He wants to take care of the fans. He calls me Since day one, when I was a season ticket holder, I was a season ticket holder for 17 years, and he called the shareholders, and that's exactly what you are, fans. Those who are going to trek out there tomorrow on Christmas Eve, it's going to be kind of a miserable day, most likely, if it's anything like today. 17 degrees. Yeah, you're going to be there. The place will be packed, and there's not a whole lot at stake, unfortunately, because the Patriots haven't given you a lot. The stakes aren't high. So Robert Kraft understands. He knows where his bread is buttered. It's from you guys, from the fans, from us, you know. He gets that. One of the things I love about him, what I'm hoping for on my wish list, is that he gives a little tough love to his coach. Because I think Bill Belichick deserves a little tough love, and there's a lot of reasons for that. One. I mentioned it. I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago in this spot, which is, you know, how many good decisions has he made since since Brady's left? I would say, you know, the Kyle Duggar pick is looking like a good one back in 2020. You know, Mike Onwenu in the fifth round, good pick. The 2021 draft, good draft. But, you know, the first two we were all excited about last year, Mac Jones and Christian Barmore. Do you feel the same? You know, Barmore's been riddled with injuries. I think he has the potential to come out of it. He's a pretty big guy, you know, so I worry I worry when they have early injuries and they're big, heavy interior guys sometimes. But I like the player. You know, Mac Jones, I was real happy last year, but he hasn't really played very well for about a year. About a year. And I've cited this example before. I was in here with Nick Fitzy Stevens when they were on a seven-game winning streak last year. They were 9-4 and four on top of the AFC uh, Conference, number one seed. We were psyched. It was like the pre-pre-pre-game show for a Saturday night game, and they got smoked by Indy. And Mac hasn't really played all that well since then. I think the best he's played since then might have been in a loss against Minnesota a few weeks ago. So, you know, your first two picks in that draft, looking a little dicey. This past year's draft, 2022, I like it. I like what they did in the draft. But draft picks aside, 
And that was a real bugbear for Belichick for a long time. That was not his strong suit for a long time. Like since I'm dating back to the last good draft before he had, before 21, I like 20 a little bit because you get Duggar and you get on Wenu, and I think that's pretty good. But the rest of that class, not so good. But if you go from 19 all the way back to the Chandler Jones and Hightower drafts, they aren't good at all. They're pretty rotten. So drafting's part of it. But in terms of player personnel decisions, all the money spent in 2021 in that offseason, you didn't get a whole lot. You know, Matt Judon is your only pro bowler, and he deserves it. That was a heck of a pickup. Hunter Henry, it's a lot of money, but he's been a worthy pickup. They haven't used him correctly this year. That's not his fault. That's the coordinator's fault. Jalen Mills is a C. He's a C with a little bit of upside, but I don't think we see the upside. You know what I mean? He's a guy that if you had a shutdown corner with him, maybe. Maybe you get a little bit more flair and flash, but I think he's an average player. John o. Smith, total bust. So that whole offseason... A lot of money spent, $200 million. You didn't get a huge yield. How many good decisions has Bill Belichick made? So my, my wish list is just a strong conversation. Show some leadership, craft. Show it like you show it to your fans. Have that tough conversation with Bill because I think he needs it. Arrogance is at the, at the root of putting a guy like Matt Patricia in charge of your offense who's never done it. What was his record in Detroit? 13-31, and 31, I think, off the top of my head. I think it was 13-31. and 31. Come on. Matt Patricia, look at If you have a, 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 a kinship with him and you dig his loyalty and you think he has football acumen, then make him a special advisor. Make him your new Ernie Adams. I have no problem with that. I don't have a problem with Matt Patricia being part of the football operation. I have a huge problem with him calling the offensive plays. That's where my problem lies. Huge problem. What he you, was 13, uh, yeah, 13, 29, and 1. Yeah, 13, 29, and 1. Okay, so I said 13 and 31. I was close. I knew there was a 1 in there. That's pathetic. But you know what's more pathetic? Is the lack of sequence, the lack of innovation, the lack of creativity, the lack of flow, the lack of anything in terms of their offensive play calling. And that's on him. And why is it on him? That's because of Belichick. That's my problem. That's my problem. That and... How about the brain drain that's gone on with this organization for years? The amount of talented coaches and personnel people that have left. That happens. When you win six Super Bowls in 18 years, people want a bite of your apple. They are going to be tempted, and they're going to bite that apple, and they're going to take, 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 take. But you need to anticipate that, and you need to groom people. And they used to do that. In the first dynasty, they totally did that. And you know why? Because Belichick wasn't alone. Charlie Weiss was your OC. Who did he have under that? He had Josh McDaniels waiting in the wings. He had Brian Dayball on that staff. He had Billy O'Brien on that staff. On the defensive side, you had Romeo Cornell. Underneath him, you had Rob Ryan. You had Dean Pease. You had succession plans. And you know why I think you did? I think you did because you had Scott Pioli there too. And you had Thomas Dimitrov. Remember Michael Hawley's great book, Patriot Reign? A lot of Scott Pioli quotes. A lot of Thomas Dimitrov talk, talk. I mean, so Belichick wasn't alone. And the big difference now is, fast forward 20 years later, he's pretty much by himself. Even Ernie Adams is retired. Dante Scarnecchia, 32-year Patriot assistant coach. He's gone. Who is he banging it around with? I think he's banging it around with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. And Matt Patricia is also outstretched. He's outstretched in a position that he's not used to, calling offensive plays. He's also the offensive line coach. You got Joe Judge as the quarterback coach. 
And he's really their two, his two consigliers, other than his two sons and Gerard Mayo and Troy Brown, former players. Do you hear where I'm coming from? Are you picking up what I'm laying down? A new set of eyeballs. That's what we need. So a dose of humility for Bill Belichick and a strong display of leadership for Robert Kraft. Moving forward in 2023, what are your expectations? 617-779-7937. What are your expectations for the Patriots this offseason? And speaking of the Patriots, what do you make of Mac Jones and Bill Belichick and their relationship? How do you feel about that? Are you comfortable with it? I'm not so comfortable with it. I think there's an underlying issue there, and there has been for a while, and it dates back to that draft room with the collaborative approach. Remember that? Because it was always falling on Belichick with the drafts, and everyone's questioning him every draft, and rightfully so. And I openly questioned the Kyle Duggar thing, taking a guy in the, you know, in the early second round that had like third-round grades from a school that we've never heard of, let alone a football program. I've never heard of Lenore Ryan. So it dates way back before that. And then that's when the collaborative approach happened. And I just wonder, back to that date, I wonder if Mac Jones is really ever Bill Belichick's guy. I'm not sure. I'm not sold. I'm not unsold, but, like, I'm not fully sold. You can sell me, 617-779-7937. And how about this, you know, this display of emotion? Let's talk about emotion for a little while from your quarterback. I like my quarterback to be emotional. I like it in the way Tom Brady used to do it, grabbing people by the face mask and, like, pumping his fists and getting his team fired up. He got a little whiny and a little prima donna-like, you know, towards the end, and we've seen a lot more of that since he's been in Tampa Bay. But for the most part, with Tom Brady for 20 years, it was the right kind of emotion, man. It was the right stuff to kind of get you charged up. What about what you're seeing from Mac Jones? Does it remind you more of Tom Brady, or does it remind you more of Derek Lowe? Remember Derek Lowe on the Red Sox? It would be a good segue to the Red Sox. Derek Lowe led the league in body language, and it wasn't the good kind. Derek Lowe used to slump his shoulders and kick the rosin bag and hang his head. Man, you knew right away if, if his ball wasn't breaking right or he wasn't getting a good call from the ump. If he was getting squeezed, you knew right away. And I can see that clear as day, and I'm sure you can too, on Mac Jones's face. It's all over his face. It's tough to watch. You know, and things aren't going right. I don't blame him. I don't blame him for speaking out. But I will say this, time and a place, time and a place. And I felt better about his antics a couple weeks ago. But when you put up a stinker like they did in Vegas on Sunday and he's moping around, he's pointing fingers like that. Look, man, if you're going to point fingers, you got to clean up your own house. You can't be throwing at 50% completion ratio, okay, against the Las Vegas Raiders. You can't do that. I'm wondering if they all went out and party too much on Friday and Saturday night in Vegas. That's why I, mean, I know that's kind of a, an elementary thought process, but they stunk last Sunday. Last Sunday. They, they were totally out of sync. Mac Jones, probably one of the least accurate performances we've seen from him. Why? And if you're going to have that kind of game, and if you've been listening to me here on Friday nights, you know. I've been supportive of Mac. I gave you the statistics. Bailey Zappi was in Mac's protection for 49.3% of the time. He was running play action 36.3% of the time, whereas Mac Jones was running play action 10.8%, and he was in Mac's protection under 20% before he got hurt. It wasn't a fair template. So I've been really fair to Mac Jones. I want him to get a fair shot. I want to know what we have in him. Because he used a first-round draft capital on that guy, okay? So now a year later, we know less. But, but, as much as I've defended the situation that 
Bill Belichick injected into Mac Jones's life and have defended Mac Jones because of it, if I'm going to defend you and if you're going to defend him and have his back, then you need to pay it back. And Sunday, he didn't pay it back, did he? He looked terrible on Sunday. So if you're going to look terrible, rather just button your lip, shut up, clean up your house, and talk to your coaches off-site, not in front of the national cameras, because it just doesn't look good. So I like the emotion. I don't like that kind of emotion. And the other thing I don't like so much is the, is the spin when he's questioned about it. Well, I'm just trying to fire up my teammates and stuff. I don't think that's true. Don't blow smoke up my you-know-where. I don't think that's true. I think you're frustrated at your coach, and I think you have a case to be. I think you're frustrated at your offensive coordinator because he doesn't know what to call, when to call it, how to call it, and how to sequence it. I think when he needs to talk to somebody, he has to talk to Joe Judge. I'm sure that frustrates him. You ever heard Joe Judge talk? Andrew, maybe at the break you can find Joe Judge speaking if I can tolerate it. I can probably tolerate about 30 seconds, maybe. You want, like, Hardo? Joe Judge or I don't know any other rambling, judge. rambling Joe Judge. Like Joe Judge to me strikes me as a guy who interviews really well. Yeah, talked himself into that Giants head coaching job. You know, the owner of the Giants. But wow, that guy, that guy's got energy. Man, that guy is convincing. Man, that guy can interview great. One problem, can't coach. Yeah, Co- it's coach speak. You know, going on talk. We're gonna make a team of you know the New York Giants that represents the hardworking New Yorker, and it's like, okay, guy. Just, yeah, just going win games. Yeah, he he—he, he, I've said this before, and if you haven't heard, I'll use this reference. I heard Joe Judge ramble. Maybe you can find it at the break. He rambled once. He sounded me to me like you're at a family reunion, and there's that like that that like thrice divorced aunt that's got like had too many glasses of Chardonnay. Crazy Uncle Joe. Well, it just like like has like, had too much Chardonnay. And she just can't wait to to, to to ramble at you, and you're just like running. You're just dying to get to another part of the of the backyard or into the house or hide or you know rearrange your sock drawer or whatever it takes. So add it all together. For Mac Jones, I don't like the plays when they're coming in. I don't like the guy they hired to call the plays. And when I come out and I want to complain about it, I got to listen to Joe Judge. So yeah, I'd be frustrated too. I'm just saying, if you're going to be frustrated, there's a way to do it. There's a, and that's not motivating your team. Don't blow smoke up my, you know what? Okay, Mac, own it, own it. But if you are going to be that way, if you are going to be John, the John McEnroe of quarterbacks, first of all, one. McEnroe was a great tennis player. You got to earn it a little bit more, number one. And number two, you can't play like you did on Sunday because on Sunday you played like crap and you blew that one. The Raiders tried really hard to give you that game and you just wouldn't take it. So in 2023, in this offseason, what are your expectations? 617-779-7937. What are your expectations for the Patriots? Where are you on Mac and Bill? And what's your wish list for the Patriots? Mine, strong show of leadership from Kraft, a dose of humility from Belichick, and your wish list for the Red Sox, Bruins, and Celtics. The Bruins and Celtics are the fun stuff. You want to have some fun and talk Celtics coming back from the game? All day. You want to talk about the Bruins? All day. I'm here. I'm listening. I had a goalie coach in here a couple weeks ago talking Bruins. We had a blast. So feel free to hit that. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back after this. More of your rants, your wish list, and what do you want for 2023 for your Boston sports teams? Back after this. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Right back to it. Friday night with a hacksaw on WEEI. Three weeks in a row, we've seen Mac Jones on the field, frustrated, vocal, F-bombs, hand gestures. Yeah. What is your reaction to that? I know he's taken a lot of flack from some expatriates and some criticisms. What is your reaction to the emotion that he's showing and toward the sideline? Well, well, it's just, it, 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 the guy he replaced was a real emotional guy. You know, so, so, so people see that and I try to say, oh, don't try to be this, don't be yourself and all that stuff. I, I, I like that he's trying to take control. And, and I love that he's frustrated without having success. That is what you want. And you want a guy that's trying to lead and, and lead a team. So, you know, I, I kind of look at it like that. That's a tough position, guys. It's a tough position. A second-year guy in this league and, and all the all the success that, that New England has had with uh, with Tom Brady. Now you're coming after him and, and going through uh, not having your office coordinator and, and, and these situations. It's just hard because you're being measured against the greatest to ever do it, and you're not even given the stuff you need. To try to to try to live up to that. All right, that's Hall of Famer Michael Irvin speaking on uh, midday on Thursday with Andy Hart, and probably might have been Gresh. Um, Andy Hart definitely sitting in on that one. So, you know, Irvin says a couple interesting things there. The the, the key word I took out of that sixty second clip is the word trying. Mac Jones is trying to lead by example and stuff like that. And so you hear where Irvin's coming from. He, he's trying to take the positive spin on this and say, look, I know what he's trying to do. But the reality is he is frustrated. And Irvin says the same thing. And I think Mac Jones has every reason to be frustrated. You just got to bottle up a little bit. I want to combine the two. I kind of made the reference to Derek Lowe in terms of body language, which Mac Jones is reminding me of. But the 508 texter is 100% right. Mac jo- uh, Derek Lowe was nasty in the World Series. And he was. He was even better in uh, Game 7 in Yankee Stadium in the LCS in 04. So a big Derek Lowe fan. But boy, when it wasn't going well, he wore it all over his face. And Mac Jones is similar. Mac Jones is similar. So I wonder how much of that how much of how much is actually in Bill Belichick's dead horse Rolodex and Mac Jones's own dead horse Rolodex about each other? You know, Belichick's been probably hearing a lot of it this year with okay like, since training camp when everything just looked wrong. They're trying to do that zone blocking scheme and get the ball down the field with the 50-50 balls. None of it's worked, man, and it still looks like August. And here we are, two days away from Christmas, so we know what it is. We know Matt Patricia shouldn't be doing what he's doing. We know Joe Judge shouldn't be doing what he's doing. We know they shouldn't have been in position to do what they're doing, which they shouldn't be doing, with Mac Jones in his second year. And Mac Jones knows it too. And Belichick knows that Mac knows it. And I think they're ready to punch each other in the face the more they think about it, you know, but they can't. But, man, Mac is frustrated. I get it. But you can't be throwing 50% completions against the lowly Las Vegas Raiders who were 5-8 and eight last week hosting you and were 
spitting the game away, giving it to you, and you just flipped it right back to them. Literally. Jacoby Myers flipped it back to him. Former quarterback, by the way. So pretty crazy stuff. So I want to get into a little bit about 2023. Before we do, let me just revise and, well, not, let me just kind of reprise my wish list for the team. So I've talked about the Patriots. For the Red Sox, and talk about the dead horse Rolodex, man, the last four years for these two organizations, not good. The Red Sox are worse off than the Pats. At least I think the Patriots are in a position where, you know, some money coming off the cap next year, if they get the right people to help Belichick and they make the right decisions, they can turn it around quickly. The big failure this year, the biggest failure, is not knowing what you have in Mac Jones. So, you know, now you're going in year three and you still have, like, end-of-year-one questions. But the Red Sox are in a different spot because the Red Sox, the template that their GM took over was damn near perfect. Damn near perfect. Perfect. 108 wins, World Series champs in 18, Bloom comes in in 19, and all you got left is Rafael Devers, and he is about to enter the final year of his contract. It's exactly what he shouldn't have done. He should have built it up, kept the core, built it up. So what I want, my wish list for the Red Sox, a time machine. Can we undo everything that Hein Bloom has done? And I'm not saying Hein Bloom isn't a smart guy. I think he's a smart guy. I think he's a smart baseball man. But he lacks something really big that a big market general manager needs, and that's instincts, an ability to read the market, timing, knowing when to strike. And it's been strike one, strike two, strike three on all of those. All right? Andrew, we're going to take a quick break. Quick break, top of the hour. We're going to do more of your calls, 617-779-7937, your wish list for Christmas. And what do you expect for your four teams in 2023? More after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 